Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight's topic is sexual intimidation. It's not what you thought it was, kids. Just saying. Tonight, I have an awesome guest, and she is a phenomenal facilitator of consciousness and bodies, and her name is Juna Guter, and she's studied many techniques, uh, including reflexology, psychotherapy, social work, NLP, landmark education, NIA, EFT, and of course, access consciousness, and so many more things I'm sure that I haven't even listed, and I just want to welcome Miss Juna Guter tonight. Guter. I sometimes say Gunner and sometimes I say I'm like Gunner, but it's Guter. <laughs> so, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and actually, you inspired this topic, so I'm so glad that you came on to talk about this topic. Um, this topic was inspired by a three-day body class that you facilitated in uh, Madoc. And one of the things... Um, I might have asked it, somebody might have asked a question about sexual intimidation, and you had a response that I hadn't heard before. And I've now had this running through my awareness uh, quite frequently, so I'm really glad that we get to talk about this so we can get more information, clarity, and maybe stop dreaming about it and like the dreams last night that I had with this topic in mind. It was crazy. I like woke up. I thought I had a penis in my face. It was really wild. So, and then I did. No, I didn't. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> exactly. Wow. That wasn't a dream. <laughs> so what, um, for one thing, I looked up intimidation just because for me, intimidation uh, for me is kind of like what the bullies do at school. You know, they kind of like, they get, they act like they're bigger than you. They act like they're tougher than you. And then you run away afraid. So what is, what is this, uh, what does this mean to you, Juno? What does intimidation mean to you for one? And what does sexual intimidation mean to you? Cool. This is, this is, it's so funny because I have no recollection about what I said <laughs> to you in that class. That's, <laughs> so awesome. that's intimidating me right now. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it's such a, such a cool, um, question and conversation because I think just you mentioned it too, like sexual intimidation or intimidation is, um, you know, inducing fear or making someone timid. And in this reality, that's a bad thing, right? It's, it's, it's frightening. And, um, there's been times in my own life, um, especially in the teen years, like those experimental years where, um, like sexual intimidation, like, you know, certain guys would sexually intimidate me. 
and it would kind of like almost make me think I had to do something sexually because I felt scared that if I didn't, you know, in that. But that's not really what intimidation is for me, like what what it can be. Um, and when I talked about that, like that fear inducing, that is a piece of it for sure. But flip it, flip it on another, flip it around. And have you ever been in a situation where like, you know, someone is like a god or a goddess to you? <laughs> like they're so beautiful and they're so shiny and they're so incredibly sexual and potent that you you have this reverence and this awe and it could almost be perceived as like like the edge of fear or that tinge of fear which is more like a like this respect and an awe and i just for me like just i'm just been swirling around in this you know as i know that this um conversation's coming up and interested also in exploring you know what else could this be to people so that i'll just start off with that with that um, yeah I think that's uh, really kind of a neat place to start with and um, something that you said there um, kind of it it brought this image to mind because my brain goes in 35 directions at once and when you were talking I was like oh maybe it's kind of like you know that you were saying about like the feeling of being around somebody that is that you're in awe of Um, Mm -hmm. and I know in, in my life, I've been around quite a few teachers that I like, they inspire me. And I'm like, wow, how'd you get to be so cool? Um, and and I think I started to find some of those earlier on in life. And they were like martial arts instructors or something. I was like, wow, how did you move a person with one finger? Um, so I wonder if in some ways it's like sexual intimidation is like having like your black belt of sexiness. So, <laughs> I how yeah, many people and, are wearing those? Yeah, and it's and it's really um like I want to be really clear too that it's um sexual intimidation from the space that I want to talk about tonight and invite people to is a space of being not doing. Mm-hmm. And it's a really different maybe to get our head around that, but it's like like when someone is being that amazing, like it's like you you kind of you pay attention you're you're aware you they're interesting to you you become interested in them and so if you want to be that sexually intimidating person how can you be interested in the other person it's like like if someone is so into you (laughs) that is awe-inspiring as well does that make yeah, sense? and that can be in, yeah, and that can be highly intimidating too to me. It's like, um, yeah, it, I, I find a, myself like, a, "Wow, you're so wonderful." I'm like, "Wow, I think you're crazy." Like <laughs> that intimidates me. Like you were saying, like when you were in high school and the guys mm-hmm. were into you, and you're like, "Oh, do I have to do something now?" Like I, I find that can be intimidating. Even being, um, having somebody have that awe towards me. And it doesn't happen often, yeah. guys. I'm not like going, it happens daily. And I'm like, it's, I'm so overburdened by it. But well, what no, would it no. take? <laughs> right? Yeah, what yeah. would it? I'm like kind of curious because I like the energy of it. And it's, um, to me, it's also such an invitation for people to step up. Um, so that is, it's like, 
yes, if you are, if you do find me alluring or attractive, or what I'm being to be alluring or attractive, and you'd like this, what are you willing to be in order to like have the energy match? Yeah, and And in some ways, can it be an invitation? Yeah, and for me, like, I I think, like this whole topic, you can talk about it kind of two ways, and and you know, this reality is all about polarity a lot. So sexual intimidation can be like terrifying, but it can be terrifyingly beautiful and exciting and wonderful. Um, so there's kind of two different ways to, to look at it. Like what if, like, what if you were awe-inducing with the being that you be as a sexual being? Like so turned on, um, so like when someone is that juicy and that turned on, it inspires this, it inspires a greatness also in you, right? So when sure. I see someone who is great and being turned on, like, I want that. And, you know, there might be a jealousy or fear, but those are like these lower harmonics. But mm-hmm. what I, what I want to say to people too, is like everything that you like, admire like it's that tinge of excitement and admiration and fear all at the same time if you're admiring that you are that also so please get that like you are that which you admire in someone else so just like i just want people to get that so bad (laughs) yeah that is so key i am hearing you loud and clear because i i get um and I've said it to a few people in my life, like, wow, you inspire me. And they're like, cool, so what am I being to you? Only recently, like, with maybe Access Friends, they're like, like, what am I being that you also are being, that you're not aware, right? And it's like, wow, I'm that? No way. Like, <laughs> so sometimes that and in itself is a little like, wow, right? Yeah. Let's see, what what you were just saying is that it, it puts you in question. It's And that... For me, that's the kind of sexual intimidation that I am totally digging right now is like, like, how, how can I be the, the energy, space and consciousness to put people into the question about, about me? But, and it's really, it's the funny thing. It's, it's really about them. When I am like, like focused on them and like totally, really spaciously interested in them, then that puts them into question, like, oh, who is this Juna person that's so interested in me? And then it starts to get a little bit scary because, like, is she for real? Is, like, what's really going on? Like, we're not used to this level of intimacy, mm. right? And that, like, it's, there's this intimacy which is um, required to be sexually intimidating. And that's, like, the honor, the vulnerability, the trust, um, all, all of those, the five elements is just with your barriers down and being out there and yet keeping some of your cards close. It's just, it's not giving everything away, being a slut and a whore. It's about putting people into question. Does she like it this way? How, you know, does she have sex with men? Does she have sex with women? How does she like it? What is her favorite uh, position? Like, what, like, what is that? that's sexual intimidation. If people are asking those questions about me, 
then I'm being sexually intimidating. I love it. So if people are drawing conclusions, like I'm aware that lots of conclusions get drawn about me, like she's a slut and a whore. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll I'll receive those points of view. And, And I'm wondering, like, so... You know, like I talk about sex a lot. I talk about bodies a lot and pleasure. And so there isn't a lot that I haven't talked about in like 140 something episodes on this show. So (laughs) how, you know, for me, for example, like for a person who's talking about it as much as I am or, you know, um, exploiting this kind of energy all the time, um, what, you know, what questions would somebody like me ask that could invite more of the sexual intimidation or to be that rather than maybe being um, less of the question and more of the slut that everybody has the conclusion she's a slut? Right. And and this is this is another piece. This is an old, an old ancient teaching in excess. <laughs> the seven <laughs> fountains of orgasm. And it was it was it was really big when I was first starting access and I was like, What are those seven fountains again? And I, I just like they just poured right out of me. So this is and these are the energies that I play with with my partner too and I would love to wait so much more often. <laughs> um so it's really what bodies enjoy. And we, we begin with like bodies love um like healing. So when you're in copulation or even not in copulation, like touching bodies, there's this healing aspect. And then there's a caring that comes with that. And then in that caring comes the nurturing and then the playful. And as you get playful and giggly and then you get more and more creative and that creates more expansiveness and then it leads to orgasm. So... Um, I think actually, I think it's healing, nurturing, playful, joyful, creative, expansive, orgasmic. So I think the caring and nurturing I put in the same there to me, they're similar. I think it's the healing, the nurturing, the joyful, playful, creative, expansive, orgasmic. And that's like the energy where, where it begins is like, you know, sometimes it is like slam you down on the bed and, you know, <laughs> it's like full on, right? Sometimes it's <laughs> like that. But most bodies and humanoid bodies enjoy that, oh, the touch. Like someone's actually perceiving my body. Someone's actually interested in touching me in the places that, you know, just make the hair on my skin stand up and just like that yummy energy. And then there's that nurturing, caring that we're so aching for and then it gets playful and joyful creative so it's like being all of those energies if someone is being that like huge 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 off the roof creative playful it's like i'm having that like and and that can be intimidating intimidating especially if you're not being that right in that moment i think Mm. maybe that's where that comes from that intimidation where Someone is being this greatness and this sexualness, like full on, turned on. And if you're not being it, there's some, there's like this dissonance, right? So it's like that can be, that's the intimidating. But what if they're just reminding you who you really are? And, you know, how cool would that be? Like, and that's where that, the fear and the, you know, being timid, 
um, can be this exciting thing, like the reverence and the awe and the wonder. And it's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how I can be that. So that back to your question, like, how can I be that? Like, play with those seven fountains of orgasm with your body, with your lover's body, um, with your kid's body, with the cat's body. Um, yeah. You know, because it's everything. I'm getting all I like excited. That. I really <laughs> liked it. Actually, um, five years into Access, I hadn't actually heard of the seven fountains of orgasm, probably because I don't have the, you know, all the past stuff on file. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. This is a really cool, I've heard them, you know, I've heard conversation about, um, you know, the healing, caring, nurturing, like I've heard it all, but it's all been kind of glopped together as like yeah. a sentence that refers to sexualness. Um, yeah. And then, the, but to kind of have it as like this thing that is like an, kind of like an evolution of how, or even yeah. like, like one um, yeah, leads to the next and how those actually add to each other to, yes. to bring about the orgasmic energy is pretty freaking sweet. So yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. And, and I wonder, so, Juna, if, if, for example, so with the seven fountains of orgasm, if somebody is, say, for example, being two out of seven, um, say they're being healing and caring, um, or healing and nurturing, however, they're, they're not having the joyful or playful or creative. Mm-hmm. Um, is that, does that still, I just wonder, does that come across intimidating? Does it come across confusing? Does it come across even as sexual at that point? Or does it have, or does it just come across as healing and nurturing? Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm tending more toward that. It's, it's, but you know, there's, like when you're talking, when you're in the like copulation and we're, you're moving through that, like really what's required is, of course, like the beginning, the healing, the, the nurturing. And it also, then what's required is the playful, the creative, um, energies to also like, oh, what else? And what else? And what else? And then, um, opening that up and like really expanding the energy not just the penis or whatever, the, and then into the orgasmic, like, you know, wild, big um, energy. So, and all of these, yeah, all of them can be, um, they are all energies that we're all familiar with, but when you have them together kind of in that flow, and, oh man, I'd love to hear Zane talk more about that um, again. And I think there's there's a course he did on, orgasm and, and there's more like the joy of orgasm classes coming up and different things mm-hmm. um but yeah like and what if what if that's okay too <laughs> like the healing and the all of those you know the more the softer kind of energies um yeah. those are like they can be very sexual energies as well we, we often Absolutely. put the judgment on it like you know, we've judged so much that orgasm is like, you know, the the cherry on top, <laughs> the be all and all. That's where we're going, right? And if we don't get there, oh, our rocket ship has failed. <laughs> we'll have to <laughs> just abandon um, this body and try something else. Because if you're not having orgasm, what are you doing? Yeah. It's just not. It's just not okay. <laughs> no. So everything that brings up, wow. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, I'd like, so we're going to head to break in about 10 seconds, and I'd really like to invite you guys to play with these um, and, and ask yourself, am I being the seven fountains of orgasm? And wherever I'm not being one, where can I choose to be the energy, space, and consciousness of that to invite it into your life? So you're going to have two minutes to play with that because you guys are awesome, and then we're <laughs> going to head off to break and come back with more conversation on sexual intimidation with Juna Guter tonight. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and today my guest is Juna Guder, and she is a certified facilitator with Access Consciousness and a three-day body class facilitator, and she's got classes coming up all over the place. Um, I think the very next one is in Vancouver, BC, and then yeah. there's... So please tell the people, Juna, where they can <laughs> find you. <laughs> uh, you can go to accessconsciousness.com and look me up there, Juna Guter, G-U-E-T-T-E-R. And you can also go to Synergy in Motion. Um, that's my website, so just Google Synergy in Motion, and you'll find me. So doing lots of different classes in um, Canada this year, a lot more classes in Canada, and then Vienna for Christmas, which is fun. 
Oh, beautiful. I can only imagine. I know it's like <laughs> incredible. Vienna in, in, uh, at Christmas time, my grandparents went once and it was just like the delight of their life to go there at Christmas time. <laughs> so very cool. Apparently like a total postcard experience. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and it's an amazing class. If none of you have ever taken any classes with access consciousness, um, bars is a great place to start. And if you do love bodies and working with bodies and choosing, uh, some of the other classes that can get you to the three day body class is, uh, huge, hugely highly recommended. It is such an invitation and I thoroughly enjoy them. I don't even know how many I've been to at this point. I just love them. It's like, if I got a weekend, that's what I like to do. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, for those of you who do love bodies as much or more than I do, uh, like super invite you to that. Uh, and we, um, Juna, as well as our friend Christine McIver and Heather Nichols and also our friend uh, out west, who her name escapes me right now. Oh, Judith. Judith, Judith Mueller, Mueller, thank you. Uh, we are all co-hosting uh, Gary Douglas, who is the founder of Access Consciousness, for an advanced body class in November in Toronto. So November 10th to 12th. Uh, now that's an invitation to bodies, too. Mm-hmm. What fun. So join Juna at some of her classes, and then you can come on out to Toronto and join us for three days of yummy, licious body. Uh, just communication, change, and choice that you probably never even knew existed on this planet because I know I didn't know it existed. So, cool. I just wanted to get some of that information (laughs) in there so we don't miss it at the end because I tend to just keep talking and forget. (laughs) So, before we enter break, there was a question that came up in the chat room uh, from Rebecca, and she was wondering if we can talk about what, um, how this works. And I'm not really sure what she means by this, but how this works, like how sexual intimidation works with children. Um, she says she has a lot of fear come up around that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm, I'm not really clear on the question exactly. If, if you can um, either type in the chat room a little bit or just um, join us online. Um, and, and I just, I also just, I'm just going to let you sit with that. And if you write a little bit more about it, like more specific on what that fear is, that would be awesome. Um, and I wanted to get back to a little bit talking about sexual intimidation from this reality's point of view, if that's okay, Melissa. Yeah, absolutely. About that. So it's like, I, I talked at the beginning of the show that um, sexual, sexually intimidate, intimidating, <laughs> being sexually intimidating um, from when you're being the space and the juiciness of the sexualness that you be, um, that's a totally different energy than when you're coming from um, like um, a desire to have control over or do you know do meanness to another person or belittle someone. And I think that for many of us, um, th- those two words together, sexual intimidation. I mean, sexual is can bring up a lot of crap and weird stuff in your world and then put intimidation next to it. And it can bring up and evoke all of these different things where people have been, like you said, the bully and, um, you know, belittle someone and be really mean. And that's, that's when you're coming from a place of doing and control over and there's, you know, anger and all this stuff in there. So 
that's not what I'm talking about. And uh, when I talk about from the being and the space of being and the sexualness that you are, the sexualness are all those energies that we were talking about, the healing, the nurturing, the joyfulness, the playfulness. Um, that's the sexual energy and the sexuality is often um, has to do with the judgment and the intimidation part. So we're kind of ta- there's apples and oranges as two or very two very different energies that we're talking about, and people often get them mixed up and lumped together. So everywhere that you've done that, where sexual intimidation, even talking about it, is intimidating to you, will you destroy and create it all? Yes. So, you know, kind of, I think maybe like this talk could be like what's beyond uh, sexual intimidation from that point of view of it being um, a belittling or an undermining of someone else. So I wonder if that was something that evoked um, fear with um, the person that was writing in. Yeah, and when you were speaking to that, I yeah, I kind of think that was kind of what she was talking about was like the the even from a parent's standpoint, if you're walking around being um, somebody who is say embodying the seven fountains of orgasm, uh, and you're being those energies, um, I wonder too what if she's wondering how does that impact uh, her children? Like, is it mm-hmm. is it awkward? Is it does it, how does that, yeah, what does that, how does that affect them maybe? So she wrote in and she said the idea that a child would see her as a sexual being or she would see them as a sexual being is really taboo. Um, and mm-hmm. she has a fear that others who might see her as being inappropriate with a child. Yeah. So I guess um, my question to you would be like, um, what have you defined sexual, like a sexual being as? And um, if you if you changed your point of view and you let go of all of the points of views and judgments and decisions and con- conclusions that you have about um, the sexual being that you are and you could just like be you, does that take the charge off of it? Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and you know yeah, like how aware are you of everybody else's point of view about? bodies and sex and all of that stuff so you know you can return that all to sender with consciousness attached and you know and it is great to be in the question and there there is you know I had a I had a mom who was very free with her body Um, she was naked a lot my dad was naked like I I saw that sometimes my my mom went a little bit too much and I would be like oh that's just gross and I would walk away um, you know, so it's, it's just interesting. And then like, and, and my mom was, she was going, um, trying to be different than her mother was, who was, you know, a, a real prude and trying, you know, she would wear her nightgown and buttoned up all the way to the top of her neck, you know, and my mom never saw her own mother's body. My mom grew up in the sixties. So she was like, I'm going to be free with my body. Right. And so I'm like this kid, I'm like, Okay, and it was like normal to me. And then there were some things that were weird, and I just said, "Mom, that's weird." So, and and then she's like, "Oh, okay, I didn't know." So, like ha- being willing to have that conversation with your kid, um, you know, once maybe they're older or whatever, and take out all the fear because the fear is really um, like a distractor implant, distracting you from, you know, the potency of the sexualness, which is 
who we be as beings. That's like our power and our potency. And then if we're trying, you know, if we have to keep it down and all of that, that's, you know, for someone else, that's kind of crappy. <laughs> that is. So I had a, <laughs> I had a bizarre question because it's me and these are my questions. So the question is um, really, so uh, sexual intimidation, um, the idea to me is that the en- it's an energy that we be that other people perceive in us or that we perceive in ourselves um, as something that we are projecting out to the world in a way in some way that we are being that and it's this energy that we're being so people perceive it in us. But I wonder as well if we can actually um, be that energy and and um, be sexually intimidating towards ourselves. Um, like being so, for example, like being so um, in the question about what, mm. who and what you are that you've now like went, Whoa, and then you go from being that one sexual intimidation that we talked about to the fear place of say bouncing those from one to the other. Do you know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. when you become so in the question you don't even know who you necessarily are anymore. You yeah. have no definition and now you've like sexually intimidated the crap out of yourself. Like who oh my I god, who it. am I? Oh my god, I'm gonna do that. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Bring it on. Yeah. Like that is freaking awesome. Like I love it. I like yes. Yes, <laughs> like, you know, how many conclusions do we have? And it's just like, I mean, that's just a killer, like, for your own enjoyment of your body and as, lo- as well as someone else enjoying your body. So, you know, oh, I like it this way. You know, we've done it, like, the last, you know, 10 times we had sex, it's always been to sit this way, right? And it's like, no, what else? And what else? And what else? It's like, it's, yeah, if there could be one thing from this call is, like, put it, putting people into the question, including yourself, about yourself. That was, yeah, that was the big thing that really got me, like, questioning, right, which was great, was that you brought that up in class, that sexual intimidation to you was really about being this invitation to, to have people be in the question. And I was like, wow, like, not the way I ever thought of it ever before in my whole <laughs> life, you know. I look at people and I'm like, okay, their bodies are like fit and this and that and, you know, people find them attractive and want to copulate with them. So that equals, look at them, they're hot and sexy They in this reality. Therefore, they're sexually intimidating. Um, you know, they could be like a diva who says no to everyone, but they look awesome. That to me was so, what I was thinking is sexually intimidating. So truth, it is it? So From that might we, be part of it, but not all of it. Uh-huh. So what have, yeah, what have you defined as that sexual intimidation that isn't, yeah. like when you really look at that or be with those, those energies, is that of interest to you in any way, shape, or form? No, it actually is a huge, like, barf turnoff. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, which is funny. And before we even got going live tonight, I was saying to Rhonda, this is such a great topic because I know nothing about it. And she started laughing. She's like, you, you know nothing about this. I'm like, no, I'm actually really curious because I I really don't know anything about this. She just started laughing at me. She's like, oh, oh, boy. (laughs) I don't don't know what I'm not seeing. (laughs) Okay. Well, well, okay, so this is something really 
crucial and it, it came up just like a few seconds ago or a few minutes ago is it's like you cannot you can't always perceive who who you be because it's so who you be right and and you you said the same thing to me in the in the three day body class you said oh yeah Judy you know you were sexually intimidating to me and I'm like me like what I, you know what do you see that I don't see or what do you yeah, what do you know that I don't know? Um, and when you're being it, like, that's also the turn on, like the, almost that naivete that you don't know how amazing and beautiful you are in a way, or I'm, I'm, I'm kind of grasping at words here. Um, right, yeah. There's something <laughs> well, it's like, like... You don't know your potency in a way. It's like you can't, can't even acknowledge what you're being to others, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, like what they see in you I don't see it but it's cool I'll take it I'll receive that and I'm like okay really so now and then it was funny because I was like so what is that okay and it's almost like I tried in that like 35 seconds before we went live and it was all quiet I was like so what is that and like what it, what am I being that equals that right so it's almost looking for like a calculation like if I be A plus B, that will equal sexual intimidation. <laughs> if I ask those right, correct questions, this will equal sexual intimidation. Mm-hmm. So it was really cute, and yeah, and what else is possible? Mm-hmm. So yeah, cool. And and it's like I'm. I want to kind of go back to what I was um, had this this awareness at the when I was like had that space just before the call too. It was like, wow, what if intimidation sexual intimidation is just someone being so amazingly like fully on their full on their potency and turned on that it's it makes you just like look in awe and and reverence i i I don't know how else to put it without sounding biblical but it's like like that awe of like oh wow right and and that and it we go into that space of that awe which could be, you know, perceived as intimidation in a bad way, but it's no, it's like this awe and it, it reminds us, it wakes us up to who we be um, as these incredible, like infinite, bright, shiny beings, um, fully, fully turned on, fully capable, fully um, great, great, the greatness of us. And wow, what if we were, what if we were, in, yeah, like intimidated by our own selves? <laughs> right and and continuously in the question of and what else is possible when i i was i would ask that question like looking back on my life there have been times where i definitely know and i can acknowledge that i did intimidate myself um certain things i was choosing or being and i was like whoa i just chose that like that was um and there like for the sake of this conversation they're in reference to like um, you know, things I've done in the sack, right? Like there are things yeah. where I'm like, wow, I, I chose that. Wow. My body liked that. <laughs> and I chose that. Wow. I was, was I smoking something that day? Oh yeah. It's called consciousness. And I lit it on fire like a crazy woman. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. The question. And the, yeah. Awesome. Possibilities. Yeah. 
start toking up some consciousness, people, because it's pretty freaking good. (laughs) There's, yeah, so where, I also wonder where in your lives have you, like, been on that verge of, like, oh, like, you're sensing the sexual intimidation that you're sexually intimidating yourself, and you're on that verge of saying yes, and then you, like, oh, no, 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 and, like, you judge yourself out of it, so... Um, what, what oh, I'd like I've to invite you to is like, no, nobody has ever, right? Not me either. <laughs> so it's like, I, what I'd like to know is how many of you are willing to step over that line where, where it's like that comfort zone where you know that you're, you, everything is like, yes, um, so normal for you will say like, oh yes, having sex this way is normal. And then throwing in, uh, something that is so, so yummy to you and yet so out of your like normal reality of copulation just like add that energy or add that thing you know whatever that is maybe it's a cucumber or maybe it's cat sounds in the background like whatever it is that it turns you on just adding it even if it's really weird like what yeah. i dare all of you to go over the step over the edge and step over that ledge and see what that creates for you and that's the playful, like in the the seven fountains, it's the playfulness. We often, like sex can be really, like copulation can be very serious and just like yes. boring, right? But you get playful. It's like, yeah, what about a cucumber? What about this? What about that? <laughs> and suddenly, and, and like you, like a lot of people, they don't know what their body would like, but mm-hmm. that all kids, they don't know what it's like but until they play. It's like, oh, let's right. try this color. Let's try, if if you put this dress on and you put that hat on, I wonder what, you know, giggles we'll have. It, it's just that kind of thing. It's like what, we miss the play. And I think that's like super crucial. Like p- being playful in the bedroom, that can be intimidating. Because yes. it's like, oh, it's got to be like <laughs> sultry and sexy and sexy is this way. And you know, it's like, oh, my God, like, are they going to see my rolls of fat? Are they going to see my dimples? Are they going to see this, right? It's like, yeah, what if you could just play with the rolls of your fat? What if you could play with uh, <laughs> the, you know, the fun things like draw on each other or, you know, then it gets fun and funny. And then that creates that joyfulness and that expansiveness and into the orgasm. Cool. So that's. That sexy sultry that you mentioned was this thing that I always thought was sexually intimidating. And it was something that was so funny to me. Like, I could see other people like, oh, yeah, they're sultry and sexy. But if I tried to do it, it's me. I know me. I would like, I'd try and wear the heels. I might trip. So I'll still do it. and I'll, But it'll be pretty darn funny. And even um, Mike Sojunin knows my husband lover. And... Like he'll even laugh. Like he gets good laughs out of me because I'll, I'll like I don't know. I'm way, I'm way more fun in bed when I'm laughing, and yeah. he definitely knows how to make me laugh. And sometimes he'll even, <laughs> when we first started dating, he knew that I also really liked statistics. So like in the middle of sex, he would bring up statistics, and I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, that's awesome! Tell me more statistics. I love numbers. <laughs> like it's just." fucking weird but it was such a turn on <laughs> forget talking dirty with Melissa you gotta read statistics <laughs> he was like did you know that 50% of blah 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 and I was like oh my god you're so intelligent I love your brain oh my god <laughs> so, 
it was like it was like an ongoing joke we had for a while. I was like, bring on more more statistics. Tell me something <laughs> else that I don't know. <laughs> so I love it. so <laughs> yeah. It's it's like everybody is totally different. And if you try and go for the, you know, if you try and read the common sutra and say, do what they do, um, you'll probably, A, get some good laughs because how many bodies can actually do those things? Um, so, you know, try those positions, see what shows up. You might just laugh with that. But there's such a strict rigidity to some of these practices like, like uh, Tantra and the Kama Sutra. Like there's such a strictness where there's lack of playfulness that it can yeah like how ridiculous are you willing to be and how much of a how much are you willing to like suck in bed not just like suck in body parts but just like <laughs> just suck as a lover like you're just crap but it's hilarious like maybe you yeah. fart on the person because you have gas like maybe you just yeah. like everything's hilarious and you don't know how to stroke a penis because i honestly didn't really know how to stroke a penis very well till about five years ago i was just like don't know what to do with this have no clue honestly <laughs> <laughs> I could stroke a woman, no sweat. Don't ask me to do something with the penis. Don't quite understand that thing. And yeah, that's intimidating because so many people, they just take themselves way too serious in the bedroom. So it's like, yeah. like the fun and the joy of it is intimidating in this reality. It's, you don't see that on the movies. No, you, you don't. You see the sultry, sexy... Um, you know, leather jacket, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and they all have these, like, chiseled bodies. I'm like, wow, I'd, like, want to see the person who actually farts or their wig falls off or they haven't brushed <laughs> their teeth so they smell a bit like garlic and their partner's like, okay, just screw me from behind so you don't have to smell my breath. Awesome. Like, there's no reality. Reality sex would be really great to see. <laughs> and and I think it would be delightful if anybody would like to make real life hilarious porn with me. Um, I will film it. I won't probably be in it. But I'm just putting it out there. me <laughs> up. It would be. I can just see so many scenes right now. I have like a whole. It's a whole new genre. <laughs> oh, crazy. Oh, boy. So we, we actually kind of missed one of our breaks. So what we'll do is we're going to go to a quickie break and we'll come back and we're going to wrap up this uh, fabulously funny show on sexual intimidation when we come back. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. 
The Barnes is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Barnes is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Barnes session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a Barnes class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Amelia Yelenich, and tonight the topic is sexual intimidation with my guest, Juna Guter. And man, if you guys missed any of this show so far, please listen from the beginning because it's been hilarious and very informative. And one of the things that I'm kind of like gathering from all this information is that sexual intimidation um, is kind of like now to me like this... Um, well, I had the words for it and then I lost them, <laughs> but it's kind of like being willing to be, willing to be turning everything on unapologetically. Uh, right. instead of like, there's a lot of times it's like, oh, I turned you on. I'm so sorry. I either have to do something about this. Like now you have an erection. I have to either get on it and take care of it. Uh, or, it's like, oh, I'm, I didn't want to turn you on. I'm sorry. I'm not interested. Like, there's this apologizing mm-hmm. for being um, sexual beings and turning things on. So, if we're willing to be that turned on and not apologize for it, how fun can that be? Totally. Th- thank you. Like, and that was like the piece that Rhonda was. Yes, it's like this, <laughs> the catalyst <laughs> that we be like, just being fully you turned on tapped in, perceiving, knowing, being, receiving, everything, all of life. No apologies. It's just a being. That is so incredibly intimidating. Like who, 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 and, and that's, and that's what I wanted to get back to, like about the kids. Kids, they're fully turned on, tapped in, tuned in, and they're like being, perceiving, knowing, receiving everything. They're touching their bodies. They're like, like if you perceive the energy of a kid who's fully present, that can be intimidating because they're they're showing you a part of you that you've closed off, right? If if that's the kind of person that you're being, it's like so that can be intimidating. It can like create this disconnect, but it can also say, hey, what else is possible? And hey, I'll I'll have what they're having. So it's exactly turned on, tuned in. Um, I love that. I mean, this is probably could lead to a whole other conversation about the children and stuff. Um, and yeah. Juno was on my Parenting the Next Generation series. So if you guys would like to know more about parenting kids and all kinds of topics with that, you can find that on my website, Um So 
it's all on there. Um, and uh, the whole, to me, sexual intimidation too, like we're talking about children and also babies. They're just like this, it's like no matter mm. what size your body is, you you are a sexual, you have sexual energy. You are sexualness embodied. And and it's funny because there's like an age. It's like somewhere along the way, you know, we're babies, we're turned on. And somewhere along the way, it's like, you start getting out of diapers and into underwear and all of a sudden now there's an issue with having uh like now all of a sudden your genitals are secret before they were being changed in change rooms in front of the whole world now you can pee by yourself it's a big secret like i don't know yeah. what that is but it's like at some point somewhere between diapers and and underwear we have like this messed up thing that we do to people I wonder if we could change that <laughs> One, two, three. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great, great point. And it would be a cool topic for another show, too, for sure. Yeah. yeah. From diapers to dildos. I don't know. Maybe that's what <laughs> <laughs> Sounds rather sick. It does, right? It that's would put a lot there. of people in the question. <laughs> that a title for the show so <laughs> <laughs> no we're not going to be shut down <laughs> because of your titles Melita stop your titles <laughs> a little bit more sexually intimidating with her <laughs> that's right so yeah and I would ask you to ask yourself that too is like when in your life did you turn off your sexualness when did you turn it off, turn it down, and shut it off in favor of other people to make them more comfortable? And, you know, everything that is and everywhere that was in your past and past lives, will you just destroy and uncreate all of it times a godzillion? Right, round, good, bad, pot, puddle, nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Because if we could actually choose that and not be choosing all the the trauma and the drama that that we chose that actually stuck us with those points of views and all the points of views thought that it was wrong. You know, what could, who could we be? How much more fun could we have? So we have 20 seconds left, Juna, and they're yours. Go. Oh my goodness. Say something brilliant. Um. Now. <laughs> so yeah, everybody can find you on synergy and motion. Uh, yep. dot synergy info, and motion right? dot info. Yeah. is my, is my yeah. website. And yeah. So, Thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. How much fun can you have um, being sexually intimidating and continue to be in the question? Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body. 